Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. True Hauntings is a Frightfully Good production. Ghost Adventures investigated Bobby Mackey's music world, a former slaughterhouse infamous for its gateway to hell in Wilder, Kentucky, back in 2008. In episode 132, we opened the doors to this most haunted site to explore the stories and to look for the truth. But the truth can get complicated, especially when you are not quite sure where the truth stops and the myths begin. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne. And in this week's episode, we head back to the Honky Tonk Bar to dive a little more deeply into the legend that is Bobby Mackey's Music World Hall. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Later, we were down in the basement, and me and Aaron were just standing there, and it started talking about me. It started saying, Zack, your dad, Z-Man. My dad calls me Z-Man, and there's no way anyone could have known that except those closest to me. From there, it went to Aaron, and it started saying a bunch of shit to him about his marriage. It started poking fun at him. That's when Aaron collapsed, rushed out, and went to a little closet upstairs and started crying the hardest I've ever seen him cry. I knew something was wrong. When he went up there, myself and Matt Coates, the 250-pound bodyguard head of security, went upstairs to where Bishop James was. Matt and I weren't feeling like ourselves. We wanted to basically murder and kill everyone in that place. We both just wanted to kill everyone who we saw and rip their hearts out. At one point, I'd gone down into the basement again with a girl named Nancy who I had never met before. We were down there investigating before any of this stuff had happened. She and I both saw this thing. This 
thing shot out of this dressing room and it ran towards the back wall. What was cool was me and her both saw the same thing. This thing was ducking its head. It didn't look human. It was ducking its head and it looked at us with these bright, huge amber eyes. It just glided across the floor into the darkness. I've seen my best friend Aaron be victimised so severely to the point where I became beyond concerned. That was incredibly scary. It hit him hard. That wasn't a fun time and I knew that something bad was having an effect on us and it stemmed from that place. I hope everything is okay now but really I'm done with everything concerning that place. People watch this shit on TV as it's perceived to be entertainment. But this show is about our lives. It's about our passion. We didn't audition for this show. We were not actors. Well, and after that tirade from Zach, where do we go from here? Well, um, I think you better tell people where you got that from. I think it was from dreadcentral.com and it was about Zach. Yes, the Zach Baggins, Baggins uh, from Ghost Adventures. And he was talking about the, the Hell's Gate at Bobby Mackey's Music World. Yes, and this was their very first lockdown for that show, Ghost Adventures. Yep. And uh, that happened around 2008. Long a long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> In Bethlehem. So, what, 15 years, about 15 years ago. So That's crazy. how much has changed in that show since then? And uh, when I came upon this and read it, I was a little bit astounded by what Zach was saying. Mm, people watch this shit on TV. Yeah, I as do. if it's entertainment. Yeah. But it's our lives, our passion. We didn't audition for this show. We're not actors. We're not actors. Mm. Mm. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. Mm. Now, I have to uh, be totally honest here. Uh, we decided we were going to do a part two on this one and life got away from me and uh, I have done very little work on part two and it, it all got a little much, didn't it, Renata? Mm. Uh, the story got a little bit much, um, as has happened in uh, previous uh, episodes. We thought that it, this was going to be easy peasy, a piece of cake. But yep. when you start to dig and look for the truth, yep. um, then it becomes, as we said, complicated. Yeah. Uh, the amazing thing about it is that the the more I dug around to try and find uh, alternative answers and alternative stories um, I I came upon and I said I said that twice I came upon a group of wonderful people in America now I'm giving a huge shout out uh, to this group because they have given us some fabulous information uh, with the work that they have done and this is the military veterans paranormal group 
Military Veterans Paranormal. Now, they have a uh, podcast, but this was a report. I got some information um, from a report that I found online where they did detailed work on Bobby Mackey's. Boy, Uh, did they what? And it took them over a year. They uh, went in and did... EMF tests, they brought in electricians, uh, they went to a scientist, they gave them data um, and asked for explanations. Now, this, this scientist has talked about um, how EMF can affect different people and how um, what they actually discovered at Bobby Mackey's uh, may have uh, led to some of the findings that these people have mm-hmm. have found. Um, they explain about uh, temporal lobe epilepsy, which may be something that affected one of the people within the story and led to some interesting information. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, they did a geological assessment. That's, uh, that's they, crazy detail. They did detail. visual data. They had a data logger. They had an audio data. Um, they went back in history and had a really good look at the site and and the building itself. Um, and uh, I just looked at this and I had to send them an email and go, <laughs> my goodness, this is wow. absolutely amazing. And we do want to reference some of this work. And I, I just felt uh, that it was a responsible thing to do to actually ask if, if we could use some of this because it's it's amazing. Yeah. And they very kindly said absolutely yes. And sent us more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I haven't had that great of a week and it's been a struggle for me. So, Renata, thank you so much for picking up the pieces of, of me that, that you sort of picked up as I filter bits down the hallway <laughs> and kept me going. Uh, so, really, I have to give Renata the nod on this one. She has done all the work. Now, before we go any further, we need to explain a few things as well. Renata. Okay. So, uh, it's... <laughs> It's you can still talk. I'm. I'm. It's just so you all know. This is now after ten o'clock at night that we are recording this. <laughs> uh, we have already done a three no three hour each way road trip with my car breaking down and overheating, mm-hmm. and then coming back and doing interviews for uh, tour guides. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, went, I went off to and do. And you did a, a tour as a well. Tour. And this is <clears throat> this is the only time we had left before we leave on Thursday afternoon because you're working for the next two days yes. and we can't record this without each other. Yes, yes. And this has been a consistent problem over the last couple of weeks and it is going to be a consistent problem over the next few months until we hit Christmas and New Year. Uh, our agenda... Our dance card is full. <laughs> ...is crazy. And we can't say no to anything. We just can't. So. Well, I mean, we've had added, added complications in there as well. Your husband hasn't been well and my father died. So, yes. I mean, it's, it's not a great great combination. But yeah. we are struggling to to get everything done we need to get done. And, you know, when we do these podcasts, we want them to be the best effort we can give it at that time. And 
We we don't want to push through and just do a produce half stuff, yeah. yeah, without um, really thinking about what we are putting out because we are, are genuinely really passionate about the podcast, and we hear all the time how you all love the podcast. So we don't want to disappoint, but and we uh, don't want to lose our audience by um, producing basically shit content yes yeah so we have decided that um it's okay don't worry we're not cancelling it (laughs) from this episode we are going to be producing a fortnightly true hauntings podcast so every second week uh, just until we get through to christmas and new years and then we will recover and see how we go um and how things are going it, it may give us enough time to create a buffer of episodes yeah we, which, we which need we shall to see. That's, that's my cat she's attacking the timu stuff on the floor down there <laughs> uh yeah we we we're trying to pre-record for us going to norfolk next week we're trying to pre-record for uh new orleans it's coming up and then also record the shows that we had every week as well and it was just with everything that's going on in our lives, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, so we know we'll take a pay cut from this, and that's okay. We're self-funded. Uh, we know that there'll be a couple of episodes we're going to lose money right now every fortnight. That's okay. Um, but we want to produce the best content we can for you guys. So this is going to be a shorter episode tonight because we have not had time to prepare it. Uh, um, especially me, and I apologise. But I hope you do enjoy the information that this paranormal team uh, has brought to your MVP. We'll refer to them from now on. Mm -hmm. Um, And thank you so much for letting us uh, access your content. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, we will actually be putting something out every week, uh, but it will be an alternate True Hauntings podcast and Diary of a Ghost Hunter. So there will still be something going up, and we do hope that you listen to both. And uh, you will also know when we are ready to go weekly again. Yeah. Uh, In the meantime, if you want to show your appreciation for the work that we do do, please consider becoming one of our Patreons, uh, one of the Grand Pooh Bars. They get all the the behind-the-scenes tears. (laughs) And uh, Or you can buy us a cup of coffee. Just go to Buy Me a Coffee, Anne and Renata, and you'll find it there. And for five bucks, we'll share a cup of coffee quite happily. Thank you. Yes. All right. Let's get on with it. Yes. Right. So one of the big things with this story was the Pearl Bryan murder case Mm. and how that murder case attached itself to Bobby Mackey's. Yes. And the strange thing about it is that this murder case was in the newspapers. It was written up for anyone who wanted to find information about it. You could read about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when... It was you, actually hotly followed. Yes. But it was like the the news of the day. Everybody yeah. wanted a Huge bit of pearl. news of the if day. If you remember from our last episode, they literally wanted a bit of pearl. They literally wanted a bit of pearl. <laughs> yeah. Um, heading out to where she was found and, and... Trying to find the leaves with her blood on it. Yes, exactly. Which was not at Bobby Mackey's. <laughs> not at Bobby Mackey's. <laughs> But the the link was that this poor, lovely, beautiful woman was decapitated and the belief was that her head was shoved down the gate to hell or portal to hell or whatever it was. Yes. And that was where At the slaughterhouse. possibly um, her head disappeared. 
uh, never to be found again. And that is true. Uh, problem is that when you actually look at the site of Bobby Mackey's, um, and again, uh, this beautiful team, MVP, uh, did go and check out the well. And there are three wells. Yes. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. <laughs> and You've been dying to do that, haven't you? <laughs> You've seen that and gone, oh, this is my moment to get a laugh. I know. I just, <laughs> I just, I had a look at it right there and I went, oh, let's use that. And it's not, it's not a, it's not like a sinkhole. It doesn't sort of go down into nothingness. It is a series of pipes. Yes, loose. That, that Take water and refuse out. But the interesting thing, these guys are saying there was a slaughterhouse there and they've got the documents to prove there was, whereas last week I was looking at a different one Mm -hmm. and they had land maps and things showing that it was a different slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's... There must have been two slaughterhouses there. Uh, this was only supposed to be a very small one. Yeah, there was one that was supposed to be like a <clears throat> mum and pop one. Yeah. 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 This place had three different worlds. Um, they've been in all of them. They followed them out to where they possibly were, um, you know, out in into the environment. And in all cases, it is totally impossible for a head to float. Oh, so it wouldn't fit. It fitted, it yeah. would fit, but it couldn't float off anywhere. It, it would, if it went down there... The head would still be there. The head would still be there. Ah. The head would still be there. Uh, it, I think it's pretty impossible for any animal to crawl in and take it, which is another possibility. It could have been taken off into um, the forest uh, or surrounding area, but no. Uh, no. And the other thing about it is that uh, it was only one person who actually killed Yeah, the evidence. Pearl. That, yeah, it, it looked like there was only one person that that's killed her. Yes. Uh, which then, as this team have said, debunks the claim that there were two people that did it as part of a ritual. Ritual. Yes. Now, you also mentioned that it was in the papers and uh, this team have collected all the paper clippings and they've put them all in mm-hmm. that folder and, and, and sent it to us. Yep. There's no mention of satanic stuff in no. any of those stuff. And that would be hot news. Oh, absolutely. Could you just imagine that being yes. blown up? Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting to know where that information came from. Hmm. And this and is th- where I think we, we get have a one source. Hole. I think we have one source. Yes, and it's a pickle source. Um, and and it's sad yeah. that um, that one source was a gentleman who uh, came up to Bobby Mackey when he started uh, in the hall and said, "Hey, I know all about this place, and um, I'm happy to work here, and um, I'll tell you all the stories and everything." Mm-hmm. Um, and we know who that is. Yeah. So there was a the former caretaker at Bobby Mackey's was someone called Carl Lawson. And if I remember correctly, he was in that episode of Ghost Adventures. I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, but it seems to be that he claimed there are demonic spirits there um, who told him about Pearl. And the demonic spirits told him that she was actually murdered as part of a satanic ritual and her head was thrown in the well as a sacrifice. 
And it was all uh, documented. Yes. In a book. Yes. Uh, it was all dictated as well by yep. Carl. <laughs> yes. So the gentleman that actually wrote the book, which is, um, oh, what's it called again? Hell. Hell's Gate. Hell's Terror Gate. Terror at Bobby Mackey's yes. Music World by Doug Hensley. Yes, yes. Um, Carl gave him all the information for that book. Mm. So there was no other source. Yeah, now he uh, Hensley apparently interpreted the story told to him by Carl. Uh, that's what it, their, their notes were saying there, that he's interpreted. So does that mean well, he's put his twist onto it as yeah, well? Well, yes. Yes. Hmm. Now, remember, guys, we, we don't go to the source to find the information. We dig through things on the internet and try to pull together the story from various sources. So we, we're not handling the, the first, um, what do you call it, first person yes. document type thing. So yes. we, we just find this fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, so there's no evidence whatsoever to support that that happened. Mm. So no satanic ritual. Let's let's kind of cross that off the list. Uh, no head being deposited down um, a gateway to hell. Um, and we have this fellow uh, who may well have um, had experiences. Yeah, don't forget, Carl was also um, claimed he was demonically possessed. Yes. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And that exorcism is online. You can actually watch it. Yeah. There have been people who have sat and watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I tried to. It was really hard to um, – the positioning of both people was, was difficult. Carl was in a lot of, like, darkness. Um, he, he more or less most of the time spent um, with his head in his hands and there was nothing in the part that I saw that had him uh, – seem like he was possessed. Well, there's there's certain things that sort of tick the boxes of um, a typical possession, uh, according to Christianity and the, uh, the 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 signs. And as the the team pointed out, uh, where was it up there? It didn't show any of the classic signs. Um, he didn't need to be restrained. He didn't show superhuman strength, uh, and it seemed to happen quite quickly. Mm. Yeah. He didn't levitate. He didn't speak in foreign tongues. No, he sat with his hands. No altered voices. With his head in his hands. And, um, so who decided he was possessed? Mm. I don't know. And there was also uh, a mention in one of the articles that there may have been a problem with alcohol. Yes. And this is where this temporal lobe thing comes from. Um, We have uh, some information again from MVP um, that talks about uh, how EMF and um, other things, other medical conditions, can have an effect on the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're kind of not saying... And substance abuse. And substance abuse. Uh, We're not kind of saying at all that Carl didn't have experiences, but his experience may well his experiences may well have been coloured by um, his mental state, um, his alcoholism, mm. and whether that actually did affect his temporal lobe uh, and made him see things, feel things, or affect his brain function, um, and it kind of was just him and Mm -hmm. nobody else you would think that somewhere along the line somebody would go let's check out the information of what he's giving us and see if anything matches up Mm. because there's really nothing but his word Mm. and for him it may be very real he he may have felt that Pearl came to speak to him and told him about all the... He could have been having hallucinations and it would have been very real to him. I don't know if there was any uh, nefarious uh, reasonings for why mm. he said what he did. Yeah. I think he believed it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's, it's, it's actually quite heartbreaking. It is. Um, and him living there... It was like, because he did, he lived at Bobby Mackey's. Um, he would have been right near the bar. What a temptation. I, I know, right? <laughs> For uh, you and me? No. <laughs> mm, wow. Yeah. That's that's just hard. 
Oh, my white cat is in here and she is just annoying the living daylights out of me. I think she wants biscuits. Right. So we've we've kind of looked at Pearl. Um, there is also uh, this story of Johanna. Oh, yes. And uh, Joanna Jules. Yes, Joanna Jules. And uh, one of the things that is interesting is that it was at the time when there were mobsters and things around and... um, Mobsters and moles. (coughs) And Joanna was apparently uh, the daughter of the owner. And uh, she was a dancer. (laughs) Sorry, I just got attacked by the cat. (laughs) And uh, what they're kind of saying is that um, dancers in the early early 20th century were not very well respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joanna allegedly lived at home with her parents. So, you know, during this time, uh, any woman that would have lived at home with her parents was either not married um, or uh, she did not have a job. So a job as a dancer in a casino uh, wouldn't have been looked at very, very well by no. any good God-fearing person. Um, if if you were the daughter um, and working as a dancer, I'd say Dad would not be very pleased. Yeah. And if you were scared of being attacked or the mob coming around and pressuring him for something, um, do you think he would let his daughter be in that bar? No. 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 Absolutely not. Um, And there was a um, talk of a journal, and there is no proof anywhere that that journal actually exists. Uh, The... Uh, love poem that was allegedly written by Joanna on the wall of Bobby Mackey's. Uh, the team said it's actually a verse from a song called Never by Tony Arden, and it was released in 1951. Mm. Oop, Danana. <laughs> yep. So again, and Carl was the one who supposedly uncovered the diary yep. or the journal. Which nobody can find. Which nobody can find. Isn't there a religion based on that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. I went there again. I, I'm going to get myself into trouble again. Uh, but then, now, yeah, yeah, Bob, Bobby Mackey actually wrote a song, Johanna. Um, and um, I just want to quote this bit here too. HauntedUS.com states, none of, cl- none of the Cleveland mobsters nor any proprietors of the clubs before Bobby Mackey's had daughters named Johanna. There is a record of a Johanna Reagan committing suicide by poisoning in the area. She is recorded as having died in 1914, long before the property's use as a tavern, and did not die at the property. Yeah. Um, yeah, not to mention uh, that strange discrepancies kept coming across. Online sources say that Joanna's story unfolded in the 50s, while most TV shows and Bobby Mackey himself say that it was the 30s during the Primrose Club era. Mm -hmm. In truth, 
Much of the supposed hauntings surrounding Bobby Mackey's music world are based purely on rumour and legend. Regardless, strange and unexplained activity continues in the building to this day and has been reported and even captured by reputable visitors and employees throughout the years. Yeah. So that is from, again, hauntedus.com. So we've got paranormal teams going in and getting evidence of the ghosts. Uh, are they are they getting Johanna, or are they seeing someone else and assuming it's <coughs> Johanna? Mm. Mm. Um, and Pearl, yes, and Pearl. But apparently they've seen headless ghosts. Now, do you know that there was actually a claim uh, against Bobby Mackey's by a fellow that was punched and kicked by a ghost? Oh, no. It was a lawsuit. No, tell me, tell me, do. So this comes from um, allensmysteriousworld.wordpress.com and it's strange lawsuits. Now, the plaintiff was J.R. Costigan and the defendant was Bobby Mackey's Music World and the lawsuit says Costigan claimed a ghost punched and kicked him while he was using the bar's restroom one night in 1993. He sued the bar asking for $1,000 in damages and demanding that a sign be put up in the restroom warning of the ghost's presence. The club's lawyer filed a motion to dismiss the case, citing the difficulty of getting the ghost into court to testify for the defence, and the verdict was case dismissed. Yes, thrown out, I think it is. Wow. And only wanted a thousand dollars. You think they would have gone for more than that? Now, <laughs> you're you're in a bar. You're being served lots of alcohol, lots of spirits. It was the spirits that did it. I tell you. Um, yeah. yeah. He's probably tripped over his own feet and and smacked his face on the 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 sink and gone. It was a ghost. It beat me up. Yeah. Give yeah. me money. Oh dear. Mm. But I, there was, you know, they went as far, the, the team, to get in some linguistic professors. Did you read about that? No. Yeah, they said they, were, they, were, they talked to two professors uh, who were ling- linguistic professors at Austin uh, Pay State University. They analysed the alleged journal entries from Johanna. And uh, this was apparently dictated by Carl Lawson. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are several issues with the authenticity of the entries, although both recognise that the entries were more likely paraphrased by Lawson. The content itself is what is in question. And that's when they go on talking about how they were living at home. But they've they've analysed it. Mm -hmm. So Johanna uh, told Carl the story to write it down. Is Is this what is meant to have happened? Because I'm I'm confused. It says, uh, analyze the alleged journal entries from Johanna as dictated by Carl Lawson. Right. So has has she told Carl what to write? Mm. So of course it's going to be Carl's words, isn't it? <clears throat> but she would have had to appear to him to tell him what to write. I suppose. It, when did she die? Was he around? Because well, he said he's been around thirties or the fifties. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't think the timelines match up there either. So does that mean Carl channeled it? He must have. <gasps> but I've got another little. 
I think Carl's been a naughty boy. I've I've got another little tidbit. Oh, now, yes, Carl. do you remember the name of uh, Johanna's lover? Uh, was it Red? Yeah, but um, his full name or his Red name Masterton? was Robert Randall. Robert Randall. Robert Randall. Yeah. Um, do you know that Bobby Mackey's full name is Robert Randall Mackey? Um, hang on. Yeah. How, how so does that it's, fit? It's the same name as Johanna's supposed lover. But isn't he there now? N- well, without the Mackey, but, but, yeah. but, let me just read you this bit okay. here. Okay, so this again, this is residualwhispers.wordpress.com. Um, okay, so this is from this. Uh, Bobby Mackey's full name is Robert Randall Mackey. That's right, the same as Johanna's supposed lover. This has led some in the spiritual community to believe that Bobby Mackey is the reincarnation of oh, Robert Randall. Oh, God. And that fate has led him back to both her and the building. Sorry, For my eyes just rolled. Sake. <laughs> my eyes just completely did a 360 in their sockets. Oh, no. Oh, talk about putting things together. But th- this is how this stuff turns into these stories. Yeah. And there's a whole business with merch. Yes. Now, surrounding. Now, as the other lady had said last week. She wasn't saying the place isn't haunted. She said it is quite possibly haunted, mm-hmm. but there are a couple of characters. It, it's been completely fabricated. There yeah. is no reason why these characters would be in this location. Yeah, uh, yeah. one being Pearl. Yep, she was no, the murder didn't take place there. The head wasn't thrown down the well. She she wasn't near this area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Johanna seems to be completely fabricated. Yeah. Well, but, but why are they st- why are they sticking to those stories when there could be other more interesting things? Oh, who's interested in the truth, Renata? Mm. Mm. Uh, look, I think uh, there's a t-shirt in that. Who's interested <laughs> in the truth? Well, apparently there are, were many deaths ar- around the area um when sort of it was taken over by the bikies. Oh, so, you know, but there's and that's the issue that we find, too, when we're we're discussing these things or when we're telling these stories. If there isn't a juicy enough story attached to it, then the likelihood is as a based it with something good to make it better. Yeah. As a haunting, it, it doesn't have it doesn't have the, you know, guts, the guts. Oh, a person died here. You know, there was a, a car accident out the front and a person died. Okay. No, a girl was stolen and beheaded and there was satanic rituals done with it and her head was never found. Yeah. It's far more interesting. Uh, that's correct. And the ghost hunters out there need to stop spreading this absolute bull crap out. It's It's... Oh, it's so frustrating because when you're trying to present yourself in the the mundane world as trying to what's the you know be logical and scientific, and then there's all this crap. Yeah, 
Uh, can I just tell you oh, one last more. story? One, more. one, one more. last story. This one comes from creepycincinnati.com. You have done some work. I have. Uh, and this is regarding a curse that was placed on the site by uh, Walling at the gallows. Oh, this so is good. Was, you might be able to roll my eyes yeah, back out so of the socket. He, he was one of the um, two men alleged to be um, in on the murder of Pearl, right? So they actually had photos that were in the paper um, of these two men going up to the gallows. Yeah, that was a great photo they had. Yep. We'll see if we can get that and then put it onto the... And it might be a little bit late getting there, but we'll get it up there eventually yeah. onto the Facebook page. And uh, they described the whole horrible scene of these two men uh, being hanged at the very same time and them writhing on the end of the rope. Um, it's all written up in all of its gory glory, but I'm just going to tell Ooh, you this. Another so, allegedly, there. there was a curse that was placed on the site by Walling at the Gallows. One news clipping states that Jackson admitted and wrote a statement saying that Walling was innocent of Brian's murder, that's Pearl, and that he was the only one that did it uh, the night before he was hanged. That's what he admitted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, however, at the gallows, when asked for his last statement, Jackson stated, I have only this to say, I am not guilty of the crime for which I am now compelled uh, to pay the penalty of my life. It is alleged that Alonzo Walling's last words were that he would haunt the location forever. However, that statement is false. In fact, he said nothing as he was expecting Jackson to state he was innocent of the crime he was being sentenced to death for. Yeah. Right. So it's all written down. Yes. Yes. And, it's all reported in the newspapers. But let's not look at that. It doesn't make a good enough story. <laughs> and again, we probably could have found more, but we just didn't have the time. Um, and again, thank you very much to um, the Military Veterans Paranormal for yeah. uh, the information. Awesome that work. I can't wait to look at some more of their cases. Yeah. Um, but if if you we'd like to meet up with you guys if we ever come over that way, so oh, absolutely. If if you're inter- if you're truly interested in this stuff, do us a favor and go one step further and dig a little, because sometimes the truth is much better than the stories that are created. Really, when you find the information, yeah. um, and it, I think it's respectful to those that have passed um, on these sites to actually look for who they are rather than perpetuate stories about people who never existed in the first place. Yeah. You're done, Renata? I think so. Thank I think you so. so much. I really appreciate the extra effort you've gone to this week to uh, help cover it. And um, guys, we will be back in a fortnight with a new episode we thank you for your understanding. We th- I also want to thank you all for the lovely kind words that you have sent. Uh, it does mean a lot to me that you have reached out. Uh, but now we've we've got to go pack. <laughs> Our lives are insane. Thank you for being here. Oh, is it a true haunting, Renata? I think it probably has some elements of hauntings, but I don't think that the people that they think are haunting it 
are really haunting it. I think they may have created some thought forms yes. and created some of these hauntings. Yep. Yep. I, w- I would still like to go there. Uh, apparently, Kentucky is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would love to go visit the state. Uh, but again, thank you to MVP. You guys are the best. I hope I got that right. My brain is mush. Yes. Um, we're going to say good night. Au revoir. And we'll see you in two weeks' time, or mm-hmm. you can hear us in two weeks' time. In the meantime, stay spooky. Be frightfully good. See, and see you on the dark side. And don't be, be a, a dickhead. dickhead. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free warbyparker.com slash covered.